0: This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Okay, you guys ready to get into the BIBLE? All right. So let's go to Ezra chapter one, and and I'll open this up in prayer. This is the conclusion of what's next. Next week, we are baptizing some folks. We're going to have a baptismal right over here. Um, So... We're a little nervous because we just put the carpet in, but but uh, we can pull. We can do this. Come on, look at your neighbor. And say we can do this. We can do this. And so we are excited about uh, baptizing some folks. Man, this is going to be awesome. And so, uh, those of you getting baptized and those that want to, please, yeah, once again, get a What's Next card, a baptism card. Um, I, I've contacted a couple people already that have signed up. I will be contacting you personally this week and, and just giving you some of the details of how we're going to do all that so you're prepared when you come. And, um, and yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome thing. It's a, it's a sacrament. You know, there's something sacred about that. It's a, it's a holy thing. Amen? Uh, when you publicly say, I, I'm being buried, my old life is being buried, I'm being raised a new creation, it's a beautiful thing, and so Ezra chapter one, and just hang out there uh, for a moment, um, and uh, I'll meet you over there, first, first Chronicles, second Chronicles in Ezra, and we're talking about what's next, and uh, you can check out the podcast too, all the different uh, messages on it, and... Um, and then uh, before I pray, just another, just wanted to share this with you next month after baptisms. We're going to do a series called Relate. Um, look at your neighbor and ask them, can you relate? Can you relate? And so it's going to be about relationships. We're going to do a couple panels. We're going to do a men's panel. Ooh. Yeah. Come on. Men. Okay. All right. You need some word to get you going. Okay. But, um, and then we're going to do one at women. We're going to do a women's panel. At pastor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Come. All right, ladies. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. All right. Now it's gonna be good. So we'll do that, women and men, and then Pastor Nick is gonna preach one of those messages. He's gonna uh, he's actually gonna start that, that series off, and we're gonna have a lot of fun doing that and just talk about relationships. There's a lot of craziness going out there, going on out there in the world. All of these, uh, you know, Hollywood's kind of a lot of stuff happening there with people violating. You know, and stuff like that. And so we want to talk about how to relate properly uh, with one another, the same sex and the opposite sex, amen? How many of you know there's a right way to do this? And, and, and God shows us. And so we're gonna talk about some of that. And we're gonna be open and real and, and, and really talk about some good stuff. And so some of you sitting in here are gonna be on that panel. You don't know it yet, but just be prepared, okay? Amen. All right, let's pray. <laughs> Ezra, I'm making some of the folks nervous. They're like, oh Lord, is it me? Uh, No, but uh, we're excited about what God's doing with us. Amen. You guys excited about what God's doing here? Sanctuary LA and and just his favor and and provision for us. We are so excited about what God is doing. Let's pray and jump right into this and then we'll get you on out of here. Father, we thank you uh, for your word. We pray for revelation and the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom. Lord, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Lord, bring life to, the, to what's written on the page. Breathe on it. Impart something to us um, that, that is tangible, that it is your presence, it is your nature. Lord, bring color to this, to this text, and, and, and Lord, let it live in us, God. Let it be engrafted in our soul today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. So Ezra chapter 1, I'll kind of give you a little, little premise here, uh, a little history here with Ezra. The children of Israel were taken into captivity uh, by a ruling power, of Babylon, and then Persia took over. Once the Persian empire took over, King Cyrus was a Persian empire, was a Persian ruler, and he says, look, God spoke to me, I'm going to let you all go. And so he let all, he let the Jews go. It was the, they were in exile and he said, y'all can go back home. And so that's a, that's a representation of our sin, of our past, that God says you can come up out of that. Is anybody glad that you were able to come up out of something? Has anybody been taken out of something? Out of darkness, out of sin, out of addiction, like that, that God, God's like, look, you could leave, you could come out amen you can come out out all the way out i'm in the world but i'm not of it i'm out come on somebody Come on, we're we're called we're out, called out of darkness into his light. So so that's what happened to these people is they were called out. Um, they were they got favor, they were able to come out. So they're just, you know, there's a lot of them coming out. Thousands and thousands of God's people coming out of bondage. And many of these, just so you have an understanding, they were they were born in captivity. So that's all they knew. They, they were Some of them I, I may have lasted up to this point, but many of them were born. They were a generation born in captivity. They, they were raised as the people of God, but they grew up in bondage. It's all they knew. And then King Cyrus says, y'all can go home, right? And they were like, hey, let's go. Just like the ladies screamed when they know they're going to have a panel. Woo! They came out of that. And so what's next? That's what this series is about. We're concluding this series. Coming out of something is great, but what's next, God? That there is a next. He didn't just bring them out to bring them out, just to bring them out, just to bring them out and be like, cool, we're cool. I'm not in my sin anymore. But God had uh, something for them. Everybody, look at your neighbor and ask them, what is next? So here we go. So this is what happened Ezra chapter 1, verse 5. We'll go to verse five here, and then it says, then the heads of the father's houses of Judah and Benjamin, which are tribes in Israel, the nation of Israel, and the priests, or, and the Levites, with all whose spirits, oh, sorry, then the heads of the father's houses of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests, and the Levites, with all whose spirits God had moved, mm. Whose spirits God had moved. And that, that awesome how God could get down on your insides and start moving stuff, start moving you, moving you in a direction. Anybody, you ever hear anybody say, Man, I feel led to go here. I feel God's t- calling me to do this. I feel led to start serving here. I, with all whose spirits God had moved, arose to go up and build the house. Of the Lord which is in Jerusalem and this is really your next if you are taking notes here your next is something God is calling you to build that that God is calling you to build something God called them out but the city was a mess God is calling you to a mess <laughs> he he's calling he, he has open doors for you where people need your help they, they, they were called out, that's a beautiful thing, but they were about to walk into a mess. Walls torn down, people discouraged. The house of God isn't even there, it's gone. The city walls are down. God's like, I'm bringing you out of your sin, but I'm calling you into a mess. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the mess I'm called to. Isn't that something that their next was something they had to build? Something they had to give themselves to. He doesn't always give us things that are fixed. They, they are broken. God will call you to a broken place because he wants you to heal it. God will call you to a hurting place because he wants you to heal it. God will call you to a, call you to a fragmented, broken, uh, broke, busted, and disgusted place. And here you come. I've come with Jesus in my soul to help y'all out somebody say amen and so so he gives us things he opens doors to us and those things have potential but they are not perfected <laughs> everything God gives us are like the the, the the dollhouse I got my we got my daughter for her birthday um assembly required that thing took me two hours and I it sat there for a few days because it was intimidating it was just there and she's like, when are we gonna? Um, Monday. Monday, girl, we're gonna do it Monday. <laughs> we're do it. Right? So people are like, ooh, bad dad, bad dad, right? But, uh, but we, we got it done. We built it. And, and it was a blessing. It is. My daughter looked at it and go, oh, ooh. And it's like twice her height. And she never lets Nico play with it. It's not messed <laughs> up. She's not even paying attention. Look at that. My wife's like, leave her alone. Um, she's on the front row. Um, sh- hi, 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 baby. She's on. Uh, uh, but but as some assembly required that's is that God gives you when 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 Crystal Gale met me, she saw that w- there was some work needed. <laughs> she was like, you know what, I will take him, but Lord. I think I can do some things for him, okay? I think I can help him out, right? She always makes fun of my clothes before I got married. I just wore these really big clothes and maybe, and at the time, I thought I was cool, you know what I'm saying? And she's like, this boy needs some help, right? Uh, And she helped me out. Right? And so anything God I am a blessing to this woman, but there was some building that needed to be done. Somebody say, Amen. Come on, wives. All right. Somebody say, Work in progress. So this is the thing, this is the thing. Every believer, you say yes to Jesus, He calls you out of sin. He gives you a sword and a hammer. You're going to fight and you're going to build. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to encourage you. You're a builder. That's what you are. You're a builder. You are a builder. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a builder. You are a builder. That's my first point. You are a builder. That's what you are. There's so much in the word about this, you know. Um, you know, you'll build your life. You're building a life. Build the life. Some people, you might look at somebody on Instagram, and they're further down the road than you. are like, dang, i got work to do. Don't, don't compare yourself to them. Build what God put in your hand. Build, because look, anything worth anything, anything that has lasted generations is something that was built well. Family, uh, a personal life, a business, a church, um, your spiritual life, your relation with Jesus, it is something that is built. That's why we got this what's next, because it's all about that next step. It's not about trying to be somebody, trying to look at somebody else, how many followers they have, or whatever it is, trying to compare yourself among yourself. You're deceiving yourself. Take God, put something in your hand. You're a builder. Build what God put in front of you. Build your life. Build your marriage. Build your business. Build your spiritual life. Build, 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 build. Keep building keep building. Keep, well, I wish I was further on along the road. So is everybody else. Keep building. Well, I well, I made some mistakes along the way. I got some setbacks. So what? So is everybody. Keep building. Come on somebody. You're a builder. You're a builder. You still got that hammer in your hand. You still got breath in your lungs. Keep building. Build the thing that God has put in front of you. Keep building. Build your education. Build. It's going to take me ever. You know, I'm a, you know, I, somebody told me today, "Oh my gosh, I'm 29." I'm like, how do you think that makes me feel (laughs) I'm I'm getting I'm getting kind of old I'm I'm not quite 30 yet I'm like don't don't you ever say that to me again (laughs) you keep building you keep building I'm just messing you keep but they did say that to me yeah and I did feel that way but you keep building Look, I'm not going to get discouraged by, you know, I'm a, I, I, get, I need to build what God gave me. Keep building. You might say, look, I just came out of sin. I'm just trying to get my life together. Oh, praise God. Keep building. Man, I'm just trying to get myself a, a job that I can stay in and kind of, and just get a steady, get my rhythm back keep building. Some of y'all may be further along the road than that, but all I'm saying to you, I don't care where you are, keep building what God put inside of you. All throughout the scripture, the Bible says, you know, take heed. There's so much in the word about building. Take heed how you build. Noah built an ark for his family. He might be like, dang, all he had was his family. He's the most successful preacher in the world. He actually had his whole family all up in there in the same house. Somebody say amen. Keep building. Take heed how you build. There's other scriptures in the Bible. We we are being built a spiritual house. The Bible talks about you are a house. You are being built. You are being built here a little, there a little. You know, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. The nature of our Savior is that he is placed in an Ephesus, if you will. And you are that Ephesus. He is the cornerstone. He is the he is the point from which we build everything else. He is the foundation. But our Christian life is something we are building. Amen. Amen. Um, Count the cost. You know, he talks about um, how he said, you know, before you build, just sit down first and see if you want to finish it. Right. And so that's another reference to building um, in Scripture. Another one. Jesus said um, when he, he told Peter. Uh, upon this rock I will build. Thank you. Build my church. The ladies are at least reading the Bibles in here. That's great. It's a good start, guys. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, and on this rock I will build my church. Even our Savior understands he's building something. He's building something. Progressive. He's building. You ever notice too um, about a building is everybody shouts about it once they see it, but they don't, sh- they, nobody goes up to the foundation and goes, wow, look at that foundation. It's amazing. See that rebar in there? Whoa, isn't that something? But once it's built, we're like, ooh, look at that building, right? And so our foundation is so important. When, when these people um, got, came out, Thousands of them, all the tribes, all the priests, this and that. The first thing they did was put a foundation down. And I want to just share this foundation with you here in Ezra chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. You can read this whole story. It's an amazing story. But, but in chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, this is when they, that God says, hey, look, I'm calling you out to go build. And this is the first thing they built. The first thing. It says, and when the seventh month had come and the children of Israel were in the cities, and the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. So there they are. They're back in their city. It's a mess. It's torn down. It's, it's, walls are torn down. House of God isn't there. It's in shambles. Verse 2, then Joshua, the son of Josedeck, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatiel, and his brethren, arose and built the altar. Everybody say they built the altar. So they built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. The first thing that we establish in our next is worship. That is the first thing. When you, when you step into what is next, it is worship is first. Worship is always first. Worship is a part of our life. Worship um, is the foundation. They didn't have the house, didn't have the walls. They didn't even start building the walls until Nehemiah, uh, which is the next book after Ezra. Originally, when they originally scripted this, these were actually the same book. It was called Ezra Nehemiah. It was one book, it's one big story. They they did three things they built the altar, they built the house of God, They, 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 they cleansed the community, and then they built the wall around the City, And that's how God's going to call us to do this. We're going to build an altar of worship here. And then we're going to begin to build his house. And then we're going to begin to grow up as believers and get purified. And then we will affect our city progressively in that order. That's how God did it. That's how God did it. You might say, Pastor Sean, you're always talking about a city, and you know, we're in this room here. There's not a whole lot of people here. Yeah, but it's coming, because we are never, our mission is never to just maintain something within the four walls of a building. It's our, it's, it's where God moves, and we, and we, and we, and we gather, it says, amen? And so the worship, the first thing they established was worship. I'm here to tell you here, every trial or temptation you go through, church, every test you go through is a test against who you're going to worship. You can always connect any temptation of the devil trying to steal your worship. When the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he tempted and attacked who he was going to worship. If at the end of the day, it's who you're going to worship. It's 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 going to try to take the devil's going to try to take away your worship. The devil is trying to steal your worship. Worship isn't a song. It is a posture of the heart. It's a lifestyle worship is something I live. I live worship. You can find worship in every part of your life. It is everything. When we eat, we pray, that's worship. When we hang out, love on each other, that can, in a sense, be worship. The way I treat people that get on my nerves, if depending on my response, is whether it's worship or not. Because I am an example, and if I'm not being that example, well, God's not getting any worship. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Uh, the way I raise my children is an act of worship, per se. It is it is an act of worship because I am teaching them who God is. I am raising them, and we were committed to God. Just like Pastor Nick said, they don't have a choice whether they come to church, not just yet. Amen? And, and, and so hopefully they want to and love it and all that good stuff, but I am, it is my, it is worship. My attendance in church is worship. The way I serve is worship. The way I love my enemies is worship. My coming, my going, my rising down, my Plans is an act of worship. My budget is an act of worship. Oh Lord, now I'm touching on, pe- tipping on people's toes, but my budget is an act of worship. Why? Because God gave it to me, and I'm stewarding it. Uh, so, I, it's my way. It's worship. It's worship. Whether whether I buy this or buy this, the, the worship is all up in everything I touch. It is worship, and I don't mean just I don't even just mean necessarily giving in the church and your tithes. That is an act of worship. But the way I budget what I have left is an act of worship. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, every part of my marriage, my love life is an act of worship. I believe we should worship every day. Hallelujah. <laughs> and my wife's like, not that way, not that way every day. Just go go play some music and sing to Jesus, okay? Uh, but, <laughs> but but every amen. I'm preaching good. Come on, man of God. Where's the husbands at? Yes. Amen. Worship every day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this church needs some help. Goodness, Lord Jesus, worship! Woo! It's all, all up in my marriage. The way I interact and communicate with my wife is is worship. Is God going to get glory from it? Come on, somebody! Everything is worship. I. Um, Everything is worship. Walking into a new season, God, what do you want me to do? That's worship. Not knowing maybe that next step and seeking counsel from somebody. That's an act of worship. God, I want you in this. Uh, when people um, about to get married, they, they're engaged and all that and they're like, I want premarital counseling. That is an act of worship. God first. Every marriage, every marriage in here, God first. Put God first. It's not always easy, but put him first. Put him first. If you want a successful marriage, God's got, it's got to be worship. What, what's the problem with marriages today? They ain't got no worship. I'm not talking about physical intimacy either, ladies. Calm down. I'm, I'm just talking about, yeah, I'm talking about worship in the sense of God first. God first. Like, uh, the way I communicate, God first. My budget, God first. It's all worship. To a Christian, anything touches our hands, comes through our hands, it's an act of worship. Everything in our life is something we are stewarding, and the way we steward is an act of worship and honor to a living God. Amen. Amen. Somebody uh, called me this week that um, is going through a new job change or something, and they called me and they said, Pastor Sean, I have a dilemma. I have three options, and they all pay more than my current job. And I was like, that is not a dilemma, my man. That is a blessing from the Lord. (laughs) But but even even with a blessing like that, to to pass it through, to pray for me, I want to make the right decision, what's best for me and my wife and my family. You might not realize it or not, but that, that individual calling me, going through that simple process was an act of worship. God, what do you want us to do? Isn't that beautiful? I'm like, thank you. I told him. I was like, man, that doesn't sound like much of a problem to me, but, but I get it. Sometimes, sometimes when options are there, that's when worship is most important. Ooh, come on, somebody. It's those times I get a lot of calls like, I need a job, right? And I get that. Or, or they're, 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 they're more desperate, but when good things come and blessings come, worship First, the foundation is, God, is this what you want? Amen? So once it, so here it is. My first point was, you know, you're, you're a builder. My second point is this. I'm speaking this over you. I'm encouraging you, church, that your foundation is worship. Your foundation is worship. Always go back to how this thing is built. Paul, Paul said, you know, take heed how you build. And if you build on worship, you will never go wrong. If you build on a life of worship, I'm telling you, you, we may make mistakes and this and that, but you can always go back to worship. You can always return. Amen? Keep worship going. Look at this. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. It says, therefore, Yeah, there we go. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever. Everybody say whatever. Whatever. Look at your neighbor and say whatever. Look at your neighbor and say whatever. Whatever. Or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. What's that say? Everything in my life is worship. I love to worship in the gathering and the music and the presence of God and shouting and all that. That is a part of worship, but that is not the end-all, be-all of what worship is. That's more, let me say this, that's an expression of worship, but worship is a whole lot more than that. Come on, somebody. And if you're worshiping, it, if we're worshiping in those other areas, and those other areas are a form of worship, it's an act of worship, then worshiping in song is easy. Worshiping in song is a joy. Worshiping in song is just part of it. The way I treat people. Somebody say worship. Worship. I'm gonna say a phrase and you got to respond with the word worship. The way I treat people. The way I work. Church engagement. Loving my enemies. Serving others. Being thankful. Come on somebody say worship. worship. All right, here we go. So what was my first point? No. No. Worship. (laughs) No. No. Oh, here we go. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. Everybody say, say, thank you, Grace. Thank you, Grace. Grace. Capital G, Grace. You you are a builder. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a builder. Look at your neighbor and say, keep building. All right. Your next is something you're building. You're going to build this. You are a builder. You are a builder. Keep building. Yes. All right, my second point was? Your foundation foundation is worship. All right, worship, worship. Let's go to Ezra chapter 4. Ezra chapter 4. All right, Ezra chapter 4. Let's look at this verse 4, 4 to 5. Ezra chapter 4 verse 4 to 5. So they, they come along here and then the enemy starts attacking them. So God's called them to build. They establish worship. The most, the two most important things there, and then they run into some stuff. Anybody ever? You're serving the Lord, and you kind of run into some stuff. Any problems? Anybody trials, tribulations, annoying people. You're annoying people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, frustrated maybe with yourself sometimes. Yeah, frustrated with other people. Uh, wish you were a little further along than maybe you are. It's okay. Hey, real church for real people. They ran into some stuff. They ran into some stuff. Then the people of the land tried to discourage. Everybody say discourage. discourage. Okay? Discourage. It means to weaken, cause to fail, to tire. So the people tried to tire them out, wear them out, the people of Judah. And then they, they troubled. Everybody say troubled. Everybody say discouraged and troubled. It says they troubled them in building. Verse 5 and hired counselors against them to frustrate. Everybody say frustrate frustrate their purpose all the days of of Cyrus, uh, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So discouraged. The the enemy will try. When you're next, you come out of your stuff. you're, You're on your way serving the Lord. You are a worshiper. You understand. you got God in your life. You're reading your Bible. You're doing what you're called to do, and then the devil will try to weaken you try to cause you to fail, try to tire you, discourage or take, extract courage from you. He'll try to trouble you, disturb you, inwardly terrify you, agitate you. And I just want to say this, let's not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Not everything is a devil. You know, you got these, my wife and I were talking about this earlier this week, you got these two perspectives sometimes in the church world. You got one perspective like, everything is a devil. You know, there's two devils behind every bush. Everything's a demon. Right? But then you got some people that never talk about the devil. And Jesus talked about the devil a lot. And, and, so, and, and we have victory over him. We have won the victory. He's a defeated foe. He can try to do things, but he's defeated. So we're, we're winning. We, we win. We already won. We're winning. We already won. We're going to win. I'm going to keep winning. All we do is win, win, win. And, and that's just the, the, the Christian life. It's because of the gospel. And the word of God and all that good stuff, the Holy Spirit. But there is a devil out there, and he will. We don't want to be ignorant, as the Bible says, of his devices, and that he he's, uh, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There is a devil. You look out there; it's crazy. Uh, that's a devil. There's devils out there. All right, and we have victory over them. But we got to understand that when he does attack, we got we can't give in to those attacks when he tries to discourage us, that you, here's, this is my last point, you won't fail. And I just want to speak that over you. I want to encourage you. I don't care what the devil's been saying to you, your own mind and emotions. I'm here to tell you, you will not fail. You are a builder. And when worship is your foundation, you won't fail. And you might, some of you looking at me like, well, I have failed before I messed up. I understand that. But if you look at the big picture, you will not fail in God. He always leads us in triumph thanks be to God who gives us the victory that's, that's 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 winning language that has been documented in our favor that victory in your family victory in your mind victory in your soul your emotions your body your education your your future victory is mine come on somebody we're gonna sing that song at the close of service all right victory is mine Come on, somebody know that song, old song. Come on, sing it. Hmm. Sing it. Woo, come on, somebody. Somebody say, Victory is mine. Oh, you thought I was about to go there? (laughs) Victory is mine. I think we ought to sing some of those songs sometimes. It got this march to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to we about to do a little Victory is mine. Come on, Jacob. (laughs) Come on, sing it, brother. (laughs) Victory. Come on, somebody. Victory. You won't fail. Like look, and the devil came and they attacked him. Look at this. Let me share this with you. From the, from the point of them coming out of, 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 of exile, coming out of um, captivity, 23 years, it took them 23 years to build that house. And there was all kind of stuff that happened from the point of coming out, hallelujah, from the point of being baptized to the point of occupying something and building something that would last generations. It took that community 23 years, but they kept building and they had help and they, and then in the process, they got some, they hit some bumps in the road, but they kept building Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, hallelujah, just a couple more moments here. But those who wait on the Lord, somebody say worship. But those who wait on the Lord, but those who wait, wait, you know what that word wait means in the Hebrew? It means to stretch. (laughs) Those who allow the Lord to stretch them, stretch. You know, stretch. There's, there's margin between where I am and where God's taking me, and I'm going to wait on the Lord. I am going to allow Him to stretch me. I'm going to allow Him to stretch me. And we nobody likes to be stretched, but it happens to all of us if we want to renew our strength. That they, they came out, it took them 23 years, they had to wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord isn't passive, it's it's purposeful. But those who wait, those who stretch, are stretched. It really means to uh, tie together and twist, so it means tie together and twist and stretch. That God, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those that wait, those that wait, those that wait. You want to know the number one reason that church plants close is because the leaders and the leader has an unrealistic expectation of where they think they should be. And they shut the doors too early. They shut the doors too early. And, and it's nothing that was wrong, it wasn't sin, it wasn't this. It was like, look, I, basically, I'm not trying to wait. I, and and don't, don't beat yourself up. Keep building and wait on the Lord. I'm going to read this one more time, but those who wait, church, stretch. It really means tension <laughs> caused by enduring. Anyway, Is this relating to anybody? I'm like spitting all over the place. Tension caused by enduring. That's part of the Christian life. This is the Christian life. And some people get saved. They encounter Jesus and they get discouraged because they're not where so-and-so is. Well, maybe the way so-and-so looks, maybe they ain't really there. Maybe it just looks like they are. (laughs) Once you get to know people, you're like, you know what? That's what's so good about connect groups. We find out how jacked up all of us are. Oh wow, awesome. We all need Jesus. I was thinking I was the only one. And nobody has this thing down, and if they act like they do, look at they lying. Look at you never say they lying. They're lying. They're lying. <laughs> they They lying. them and the devil both lying. Come on somebody. We're in this together. We're in this together. That's, what, that, that, that's the beautiful thing about relationships is, is that you get to know people and it's like you get to know the struggle. You get to know and then see where they're at in God and the joy of the Lord is there, even though they might be going through something, but they still got God. They got the peace of God. And that's encouraging to us. It's, you know, let's, let, 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 let's, let's continue. Let's forgive one another. Let's encourage one another uh, more and more as we see the day approaching. And so they shall mount up with wings like eagles. that They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You can keep moving forward and you don't have to get tired. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Allow him to stretch you. Go through that process. Endure. Honor the process. Celebrate the process. Welcome the process. Be okay with the process. Stay in the process. And 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 let God let God do his thing. Let God put put that give you that second wind. Let God lift you up. Isn't that awesome that it's talking about people being weary and fainting? God's like, no, man, y'all a bunch of eagles. Sanctuary LA is a bunch of eagles. You know, after people like shoot their three-pointer, they're like, Some of you all, some of y'all need to just come into church like this. Excuse me. Get my seat. What's up, y'all? You know? Come on now. Now you know what I do in my living room with my kids. Come on. We're eagles up in here. Try it. See what happens. People will be like, you're crazy. Yup, sure am. I'm a. Just don't come in here like this. This. Right? We're, we're eagles. Come on, somebody say, say, look at your neighbor. Say you're an eagle. eagle. Mount up with wings like eagles. Not, 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 this. Not this. We're not, we're not chickens. We're eagles. Come on, somebody. You run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Some people pull out of church, pull out because they're tired. No, you're gonna get more tired. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. Stay in it. You hear what I'm saying? Stay, wait on the Lord. That's where strength comes from. It's not easy, but strength's coming. The wind of God is coming. The strength from the Lord is coming. Here we go. Last scripture, Ezra six fourteen. We're going to close. So the elders of the Jews built. Everybody say they built. And they pro- prospered. Everybody say prospered. Somebody say they built. And they prospered. They prospered through the prophesying you got to prophesy, church. you got to speak. That's why these points are prophetic in nature. You're a builder. I am speaking it over you. Your, found, not, your foundation needs to be worshiped. No, your foundation is worship church. And no, you need to not fail. No, you won't fail. I am speaking that you're going to prosper in the word that is spoken over you. This ain't something you're trying to be, it's who you are. You got to start acting like who you are even when you don't feel like that. I'm a builder. Worship is my foundation and I'm not going to fail. Come on somebody. Whenever I hear about people uh, getting jobs and breakthroughs, my wife and I get so excited. See people breaking through, making things happen, running for their purpose and destiny. Let's not get jealous of each other. Let's encourage each other because when you witness a miracle, it's a sign you're next in line. Come on somebody, get around people that got it going on, that are moving and, and growing and, 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 and moving forward. Look, get around people that are making stuff happen. Let that get on you. Encourage them. So they prophesied through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet, Zechariah the son of Edu, and they built. Everybody say they built. they built. And finished. Everybody say they finished. Everybody say they built. They, built. they prospered. They, prospered. They, built. they built. They finished. They finished. They finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel, according to the command of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Look at all those kings came and went, and they had to go through that process. The the ruling power, the day um, hierarchy was changing through the years, and they still were building the house. That politics can change, and uh, politicians and presidents can change, but we're still going to build the house of God, and build what God's called you to build, hallelujah, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in here, you say, man, I want to start building, I want to run with Jesus, I want to give my life to him, I want to come back to him. If that's you right now, in this moment, I want to pray with you, raise your hand right where you are. I want to pray with you. It's time to say yes to Jesus, yes, hallelujah, see those hands, it's a beautiful thing, saying yes to Jesus is what it's all about. Everybody stand with me here. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA Podcast. Tune in again next week. And stay awesome and be blessed.